Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brews and Bolters podcast, your cup of tea for all things tabletop. Joining us today, it's the it's a threesome. Usually, it's a, there's an extra sausage, but there's one sausage missing today. But it's the uh, the smallest sausage, so you probably won't mind. It's one of those it's skinless the... ones, right? It's one of those skinless yeah. um, walls ones that you get that no one really likes. Like a chipolata. <laughs> Without the casing on, it's just a mess. I, I am uh, one of the three hosts. My name is Luke, also known as Savage Gibbs, also known as the biggest, bestest boss. Uh, over there, to my right, not that you can see this, but there's Fot the Scott, too hot to drop. Say oh, hello. Like that. Yeah, that, I'll do. I'll do. It's got the hot, hot, too hot to drop. What? And it's Thomas, the law engine, the Tau mastermind. <laughs> Mr. Sassy Pants himself, hello, how are you? Hey, oh, how are we doing? Thomas the Demon oh. Engine. <laughs> well, Demon Thomas. Engine has never played Chaos. <laughs> I am the lawful good. For the greater good. The greater good. What, you're, what are you reading, Tom? I'm watching you turn pages. Uh, I am currently instead having of, a look at the date sheets for my Tau Empire uh, Codex. You well, just held the Tau Empire. Code. Have you just got Tau Codex on in like your lap all the time? <laughs> Not all the time. Just when I uh, want to read up on some of the crazy strats and stuff that's in here. I suppose um, my genuine question for you, Tom, is: uh, Will this make you any quicker? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> Fair play, mate. Honesty no. is the best policy. In my own time, in my own time, lads. I just got my book out. <laughs> I'm ready to go. In, in my defence, I save a lot of time in my charge and my fight phase. It's true. So, it's so true, my yeah. uh, my shooting phase is three times as long as everybody else's. <laughs> so we're going to go into the fight phase, guys. Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> what What are you reading specifically? Is it like stratagems? Is it weapons? What What, um, what is it that's planning? in what that? You, What's it called? Is the biggest thing that thing that's in your hand? What is so, the name of it? So this is the codex. I, I know people on Spotify won't be able to see this, but when it goes out to YouTube, they will. The fuck's a codex, um, mate? What is a what is a codex? So a codex, you you read it along with the um, with the rule book to get an idea of how to play the game and what weapon profiles and what units you can take, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One last question, mate. Um, What's a book? <laughs> it's um, something that's normally made out of paper. Um, in the 40k universe, they will probably call it a data slate. That's a synopsis, mate. I asked what a book was. Yeah, yeah. Philosophically it, speaking, what is thing, the book? This thing. <laughs> this is a book. Oh, okay. I know now. Yeah. Now I'm enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> I love winding you, you up. Don't, don't keep your dirty little secrets to yourself, mate. What are you up to over there? So I was just reading up on the railgun weapon profile oh. for the hammerhead gunship um, yeah, because you i don't need to read up on that tom because you fired it at me repeatedly <laughs> uh in the last game we played i didn't appreciate it you're fully aware I'm, of what that does though mate are you i'm aware of what it does it, it, i know it's it's got good aim because i had someone's foot sticking out on the other end of the board and he nuked me <laughs> <That's> <laughs> when by other toe deleted him when um, when we last played, I was convinced that the railgun was AP minus four, mm. um, so it reduced your your save by by four. However, it's right. not. It's AP, AP minus, minus six. Oh six. So, <laughs> so uh, 
it is an instant delete weapon, <laughs> unless you've yeah. got an invulnerable save. However, go on. I, I know you want to well, say. I was going to say I do have an invulnerable save, but is that is that the one I think it is? Yeah, the railgun it completely ignores all the invulnerable saves, so it's got a really dirty rule in in its abilities, which says each time a, an attack is made with this weapon, an invulnerable save cannot be made against that attack. So I'm just um, going to do something mad. Well, just one second. Um, uh, uh, invulnerable, uh, invulnerable <laughs> meaning. So I'm just yep. going to I'm just going to have a look at what the that's invaluable. Uh, just give me a second, boys. Hold hold the line. It's an invaluable thing, the invulnerable save, because of, without yeah. it, my army of five men get get deleted quickly. So it's a good word to know. Have you just, got invulnerable? Yeah, hold hold the hold the line, caller. Um, invulnerable, impossible to harm or damage. No, so I'm just I'm just trying I to understand. Instantly. Yeah, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, if something is invulnerable, then it is impervious to damage. So what's the point in something that says <laughs> it ignores the fucking meaning of the word? I'm going to need a save that ignores that works when something ignores an invulnerable <laughs> save. So what's what's yeah. the word for like? Ultimate uh, immortal, immortal save. It's super, say, uh, super Saiyan, super Saiyan, super Saiyan, super Saiyan God, super Saiyan save. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, go on, Tom. So this this gun that suddenly d- just decides. I know you said that it's invulnerable, but I don't understand yeah. what the English language is. So let's just forget <laughs> that even exists. No, I, I don't think um, Mr. Workshop James himself um, quite understands that either. But um, in in the generic game of a 40k, um, you will have what we call an armor save, which is the normal save characteristic that you will find on the data sheet within the codex. Um, for those of you watching with YouTube, I will show the inside of the book for that. So the top line is all the weapon profiles. Uh, not the weapon profiles, the wound profiles for the um, for the tank. So all, all this stuff shows um, what you what you can move, what you can hit when you're in melee combat, what you can shoot, um, the strength of the vehicle or the or the unit, the toughness of the unit, how many wounds it's got, how many attacks it's got, the leadership of it in case it needs secondary morale tests, and then the armor save, which is right here at the back. So yeah, say anything anything that you roll, it's worth pointing out, is based on uh, six sided dice. Yes. So D6. if you make my save six things worse. There's literally sweet FA a six-sided dice can do. Save yeah, one of these things. Because <laughs> usually why you'd have an invulnerable save. So if I'm getting nuked, I'm still going to have whatever I get hit with, I'm going to at least have a five up, which means I have to roll a five or a six to survive. But then he turned that off as well. So I just I just go yeah, and then, and then die. You just disappear. But everything uh, revolves around six-sided dice, apart from things like strength and toughness. Yeah, yeah. And it's just which one's higher, which one's lower. That means that it's a free, free or up, or a five or up. You know, it's, you've got a better chance if you're stronger yeah. than the toughness of something else. Yeah, I, I um, think the, the thought behind these kind of weapons that in, ignore these invulnerable saves are they are weapons that are so powerful that if anything was to be shot by them, they will be turned to atoms. And then they will just be completely deleted, which does make sense because in, in the law, um, I, I remember say, talking about this on uh, on one of the previous podcasts. It, in one of the the books, it references a Imperial Guard tank column um, being driven driven down 
a desert or driven along a desert. Um, and then out of absolutely nowhere, a small hole appears in one of the side of the um, Imperial Guards Lehman Rust tanks. And then on the other side of this tiny little hole, it was just red painting the sand. Um, and the book describes that as a, um, a hammerhead gunship fired from over the horizon, um, completely atomized all of the crew inside this tank by leaving a tiny little hole uh, from where this rail gun shot went in. Um, and then all, all the other tank crews panic and then they all run off. But um, Sounds kind it, of it sus, just, that, mate. Yeah, it, it just shows the, the pure power of this gun. And I think the where it says ignore the invulnerable save, it, it ties into that as well quite well. So uh, I think it's just Again. weapons of such high power that they will delete absolutely everything. And I get, yeah, my, my guy shouldn't be stood after that, just like, ooh, did, that, <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone feel something? Yeah, just the Minecraft uh, villager noise, just, this, and that's it. This, this is where my difficulty with this starts, though, right? So the whole point of it is that it's like a Geller field or like a, a little uh, void shield or uh, a little force field that's supposed to stop projectiles. So by saying it goes through it, if it was like two or three shots, I think that would make sense. But when it's a single shot, breaking through it, it's just some next level bullshit from the town, yeah. if I'm honest. Well, people love to compare what happens in a book to what happens on the table, don't they? And yeah. It's, it's yeah. only so much you can do. Uh, <laughs> custodians with would dice. kill a thousand of everything on their own with one arm missing if it was like yeah. the books. Unless it was Harlequins, um, then they'd struggle with that one, though, mate. It's bullshit. It's not canon. It didn't happen. It's so canon. <laughs> so much canon. I'm uh, I'm reading the the Damocles anthology at the minute, which is relating to the Tau's war with the White Scars on uh, Agrellan Prime. And when you listen to the battles and stuff in, inside that book, or if if you read the battles inside that book, it reads very much like someone at James Workshop has had a game of Apocalypse with Tau and White Scars, and then they've written a book about it. And they're just it's, in the background, uh, someone going, "Oh, James." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. And um, so a, a lot of the books do read like that because I think that's potentially where they get some of the inspiration for the books and how, how to play the books out. But um, and like battles will suddenly end after after a couple of days of fighting or, or, or whatever. And it's almost like, right, we've had five turns of fighting here. Let's, uh, let's call it off. But um, there's a great episode of Emperor's Got a Text to Speech device where there's like a fight on the bri- on a bridge between like two armies, and they wrote the episode based on the dice rolls. So there's one bit where they're running, yeah. like we're going to charge, and then they get rolls like double ones, and like, oh no, <laughs> no, <we're just> <laughs> no, why aren't we charging? We can't reach them. <laughs> and then they all get shot to ribbons by the guns. We can't reach them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, James, we tried. Oh, oh, always joking with me, James. James. Um, oh, there's some good. There's some good. Just to give you a good lore example, I've just been looking up weird guns um, while you were on about that, and thankfully, I play the orcs, and there's quite a few of them. Here's a good one. So it's oh. called uh, a big mech, which is like a mechanic in orc. Big mech. Well, there's mech, and then there's big mech, which is a mech that's bigger. Uh, here I have something called a shock attack gun. Shock spelt with two Ks. Attack spelt with a K at the end. And what it does in the books, um, and Google 
this if you're listening to this. There's a guy who's got a teleporter with a tube at the end of it, and he uses the tube <laughs> to suck up a grot, and a grot is like a little mini orc servant guy. So he sucks the orc, uh, the grot into the tube, uh, fires him through the teleporter at something, uh, and then the grot, if it goes to plan, will appear inside that thing, freaking the F out, <laughs> and just clawing the insides of the target to death. So... It has 60-inch range. You hit on a four, which for orcs is actually amazing. Um, so as long as you stand, stand still, you've got a 50% chance, a four, five, or a six. But then you roll a dice to see how many shots you get. It's going to be one to six. You roll two dice then to see how strong it is. So anything between one and 12. If you get 11 or 12, it does loads of extra damage. It's armor penetrations minus five because you teleport inside of something. <laughs> and then you roll a dice for the damage. So I've I've absolutely destroyed tanks with this thing, and I've literally just had a little bit of a little bit of sand pop out at the end instead. <laughs> because in the books you can teleport the uh, the grot into the wall next to the thing you're shooting at. <laughs> it dies. Is is that the uh the gun that you fired at me once when uh, when we were playing together and um, you had to roll roll the strength, you had yeah. to roll the AP, you had to roll the damage, and then you got ones on everything. And so that's the rub. Everyone's scared of it because it's potentially I could blow up most things because that's six yeah. damage per shot. So if I get six shots, six so damage. 12. Yeah, I could obliterate like a Primark with this gun. Titan. If I roll hot enough. Um, 36 wounds against a titan you could take down a, a decent class titan yeah you could take a titan down with one grot teleported <laughs> right into the pilot's head well technically it'd be um, six wouldn't it you'd have six grots just running around where the, the princess yeah. is just tearing shit up and so everyone rushes to kill it but most of the time it does absolutely nothing but when that those dice are hot Anything could die. So I'm going to be honest. The most orky thing you can have. I didn't know it did any of that, so I don't even target it. Because every time you roll against me, it doesn't seem to do anything. So I just think, I'll leave that. Until it's a problem, I'll leave it. And then when it becomes a problem, I'll go, shit, I need to kill that. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one that's a good one is called the bubble chucker. So it's orcs have like artillery they can bring called mech guns. And little grots push around these big guns and fire them. And usually they're pretty good. They've got like custom mega cannons, um, smasher guns, tractor cannons, and they're just, they are what they are. The bubble chucker has three different weapon types. The big bubble, the wobbly bubble, and the dense bubble. And you don't know which one's going to come out of it when you fire. So if you aim it... One of them's good at killing soldiers. One's good at killing tanks. One's good at like the middle. So you'll aim it at a tank. Go, I really hope this is a dense bubble. Roll. Oh, it's a big bubble. Shit. <laughs> then it just, all the bubbles just ping right off it. So you don't even know what gun you're going to fire before you fire it. So what you're saying is it's like it's like playing Pokemon with a confused Pokemon. Like Squirtle, Squirtle hurts, hurts itself in its confusion. And there's even... 
Oh, I can't remember. I think it's the Grot Mega Tank. I I never. I don't have one. The Forge World, aren't they? The Grot Mega Tanks. I've seen them. Someone it had, put it like. On, a... Someone put it on Reddit the other day. Is like, is there any way for me to buy these without spending 150 pounds per tank? And I was like, shit. So little Grot tanks are amazing. I might get some one day. But the big Mega Tank is just a normal sized tank. But because Grots use it, it's a Mega Tank because Grots are tiny. <laughs> And it has a bunch of different shells it can fire, but on a one or a two, it blows up and damages itself. Um, and then on, a, I think I'm getting this right, on all of the others, they'll try and fire the shell you picked, but then it'll just fire the normal one. So that all the shell types exist, but you can, you'll always fire the wrong one and just fire the, the basic one at whatever you're shooting at. That's and ridiculous. a third of the time, it'll just blow up and kill you anyway. <laughs> that's ridiculous well mate i tell you what i like the orc weapons and they're very crude and very random so let's go to something that isn't as crude and isn't as random my favorite army the eldari now for anyone who doesn't know you should probably go and watch the episode that we talk about xenos but the eldari these guys are the high elves the space elves these are the the, the britain of the world who look down at all the other countries and the commoners that's what the eldari are so the Eldari have honed their craft over millions of years, and even the most basic of Eldari use something called a shuriken weapon, so shuriken pistols or catapults. What these do is fire high, high projectile discs, so it's like firing Beyblades uh, across, but they're they're on they're molecularly sharpened, so they're so sharp they can cut through even ceramite armor, and you don't even know they've hit yet until you start bleeding out they're that powerful so there's no big boom blasts and all that ruin and all that sort of stuff it's literally just like like ninjas like throwing stars but from a weapon just say that's what shurikens are isn't it the little throwing stars exactly that in, yeah in like, in like tenchu if you have if you're old and you played tenchu like i did yeah no exactly <laughs> exactly that and i mean they've got all the usual stuff so you know you've got your sonic lancers and your your bloody um, sword, power swords, and all that sort of stuff. My favourite weapon is the D cannon and the D scythe. D. So what these bad boys do, especially if you go all the way up to a Phantom Titan D cannon, these fire. It's not even a projectile. What these do is ridiculous. They open a black hole at where you point them. And it just fucking sucks everything into this black hole. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what army you've got. It doesn't matter whether you're a tank or you're a trooper. If this goes off next to you, you're just gone. You're just in the abyss. Sucked into the void. See you later. And that's what they carry on. Uh, some of the guys are foot soldiers, to be fair, do carry them. But the majority of them are uh, your wraiths and your wraith knights and your wraith titans and your phantom titans and stuff. Do you know if Eldar have some kind of resistance to this black hole? Because imagine if you just like, I don't know, it's like a western. They're like doing a little <laughs> shootout in the street. They go, do, 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 do. they go, just everyone dies because it's a black hole. So, how do they not get sucked into the black hole? So, yes. You know? Yes. Uh, they only use them at distance because they're blast weapons. So, they don't use them close by. They're all, all used. There is actually, it's my favorite vehicle. Um, is the Wraith uh, fighter? It's the one that I've got, the plane that you can that I've oh, had before. That's so it. inside that is a like little engine that's just got loads of souls in it. That's just screaming souls, tormented souls. 
and there is um, a spirit seer pilot in it, and he he flies it using his mind, and they have D scythe weaponry on it, and mind shock pods which are d- designed to like totally crumble someone's mind so they don't know who they are before being sucked into the void, but it's so powerful that the spirit seer ends up most of the time going mad and dying from flying it because it's like forbidden weaponry they do not allow it in most of the uh, craft worlds i just love the idea that that's what happens and then they've also got gravity weapons which work really well against space marines so what these do is increase the gravity on a certain field i think space marines got very something very sim- similar but space marines got grav guns they've got grav guns that. as well yeah, yeah so what this does yeah. is you imagine if you're in a t-shirt and your gravity gets heavier you just feel heavier if you're in power armor weighing 100 kilos and it gets heavier you're getting squished so it works yeah, really well. On the well. table, like, if the thing is, I can't remember what it is. If it's, it's got three like, plus save. If yeah, if it's got a certain armor save, yeah. it's chunky. It does more damage to it. But yeah, it's it's really cool stuff. Um, the so um, the one of the aspects, which is um, the the warp spiders, they use monofilament weaponry. So it's almost like a PLA printer, like a three D printer. But instead of printing stuff, it just fires the filament off. In rapid succession so they've always got like these spools of filament that feed into the weapons and it just kind of like as it's doing it like shoots off all these all this filament so they have to almost like reload it and like refeed the tubes back in and stuff to make it work again it's fucking <laughs> mental absolutely it's honestly absolutely mental then they've got the usual stuff your fusion guns which are like your melters so these are quite interesting Mm. these are like high intensity microwaves so it works really well against armor but not necessarily against normal foot soldiers so if you've got a tank for instance what it does is it heats up the the area so instead of it being like what what tom's just said with the the rail rifle shooting a hole through and destroying stuff that way it actually just heats up the generalized area and then just turns it into molten metal and mush very very cool. Oh, that's pretty sick, that. To be fair, I um, I do quite like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. They've got some good weaponry, the Elder. Dirty, dirty Elder. Mm. Oh. What are you doing, Tom? I've when, when he started talking about um, graviton weapons or oh, gra- grav weapons for the um, Space Marines, I remembered that. I know um, this is mainly a 40k thing, but... In the Horus Heresy. He's going to bring it up. <laughs> I was always going to bring it up. In in, in the Horus Heresy, the, um, the Space Marines had access to things called uh, Graviton guns rather than just Grav guns. Okay. And they are a lot more powerful than the 40k ones. And the... Um, in, inside that, um, they use the strength of whatever they're shooting at against it. Okay. So the, the stronger something is, so say you've got, I don't know, some horrible monstrosity that's strength 12 or strength 14. Yeah. It will use that, sometimes double it, and then crush it under its own weight. Whereas the grav guns in 40k, it's like strength 6 or strength 8 or something. So um, they are a lot more, a lot stronger against stronger units. And um, I'm just trying to find the rules for it because I'm sure that they're a lot nastier and a lot um, harsher than they are than what we're used to in the 40k. 
so, which is why uh, I don't think many people take them. There is you, some... you need a minute because I found a couple more like random crazy orc weapons. They don't have rules, but I mean they're just crazy. <laughs> so if you need me to, uh, to to go through those while you look, just just let me know. Go for it, mate. Yeah, yeah, go go for it. So, so guess what this does? This is called, and you can Google this if you want at home and other podcasters. Uh, this is called a lifter dropper. What do you think a lifter dropper does? Lifts them in the air and then turns off the lifter so it just drops them to the floor. Yeah, yeah. So it's it <laughs> goes on goes on a stomper. And I think I've seen this on like the top of a tank before as well. So it looks okay. like a big hand with like a crystal ball in the middle of it. Of course it Googling does. This. Also known as the hand of Gork, the lifter dropper is a large magno tractor beam powered by an atom smasher reactor and is able to move huge objects from a difference from a distance, sorry. Uh, they can use it to move heavy bits about, demolish buildings, and hurl tanks around like toys. That's ridiculous. So yeah. like like warp spaghetti, but an actual weapon. It's basically, you know the portal gun? Yeah. From, from Portal. Basically stick that on. <laughs> stick that on a giant orc stomper. Ridiculous. Uh, it, it can be found on battle wagons. Oh, sorry, I have seen that. Um, only orcs can be reckless enough to, um, to mount this on such a small vehicle. <laughs> and the other one I've got is the Pulsar Rocket. And this looks like... So there's, <laughs> so there's a rocket, obviously, and it's on a ramp, and the ramp is just attached to the roof of what looks like... Um, like a school janitor's house. It's like a okay. little triangle house with a ramp on it. Like Willie's house like... from Simpsons. Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. So it's like a triangle house with a ramp going off the top. And then there's like Apollo 13 strapped to the roof. So I assume <laughs> when this goes off, the guy, is, anyone in that house is dead. <laughs> from the backlash so, of it. <laughs> so the Pulsar rocket has a custom force field attached to it, which is like they use that to to just create force fields so orcs don't die quite as quickly. So they've strapped one of those to a rocket and then they fire it. It says here, the pulsar then detaches from the rocket and slowly descends, in brackets, hopefully, to the ground. <laughs> and so you aim that vaguely at the enemy and then the force field explodes launching energy in every direction. So it's like a stone in a pod. So everyone nears it just gets flung through the air. It's like a mini nuke. Like, kind of, but more like a, an EMP, but like it actually picks you up and throws you. <laughs> it says there's usually just one massive pulse. However, sometimes it will just continue to fire over and over. <laughs> the, the crew doesn't need to be able to see where the rocket is going. Ultimately, as long as it lands somewhere near the enemy, fine. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That is orcs, like to a T, though, isn't it? So I, I don't know if that's the thing I can use. I'm going to check that quickly. <laughs> I still remember in um, Age of Sigma and in fantasy, uh, orcs and goblins had the Doom Diver catapult. I don't know if you've ever seen that, Luke. Doom so Diver catapult. The Doom Diver catapult is literally as it as it says. It's like a catapult, but it's like you know, Angry Birds. It's Angry Birds, but they fire grob, grots or goblins 
and but like they're wearing bird. they're wearing Batman suits, so they've got wings and helmets, <laughs> and they swoop in and just mm-hmm. hit people. <laughs> That's all they do. They just I've never nose dive into people. It's ridiculous. Yeah, look up Doom Diver Catapult if you're looking at this. It's, it's the so good. Thing I've ever seen. It's like Lara Croft Tomb Raider in the squirrel suit. It's so good. Not, not as sexy. Oh, it's like Tanuki I'm, Mario. I'm not to look at this. Hang on, because I've not seen one. The Doom Diver Catapult is amazing. It's, I don't know how it gets kills, because you imagine you've got like an Empire Knight. Maybe it's just speed and velocity, I suppose. But you've got like an Empire Knight, heavily armoured, what you'd imagine like a Terminator to be in 40k. And out of nowhere, there's just this goblin with a Batman suit on coming out of the air and it hits you with such velocity that you just disintegrate and they disintegrate <laughs> at the same time. It's ridiculous. I've just seen the model for that. It's amazing. I love it. It's, it's one of my favourite called the, Gob- the, the Gobbo launcher. I've just seen it referenced as as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the the missile weapon is actually called the Diving Got. That uh, Diving Grot. Yep. It is. I can't, it is. Find this, I can't find this rocket thing. I don't think it's legal anymore. Maybe it was just like yeah. sometimes there's old weapons that's in like lore and stuff that they just don't use anymore. So it could potentially just be that. It said as well they have to build it like before, so they have to know where the enemy's coming from. So they'll they'll sometimes build it, and it's just pointing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we thought they were coming from this direction. <laughs> See, I think I think like a house dog. We've got all these mad weapons and stuff, but I think you have to talk about like the humble bolter as well, because uh, yeah, that is what you probably see on your poster boys, right? So if you're new to Games Workshop, you're new to Warhammer. As soon as you go in to Warhammer and see the big space marine stood up, the weapon that he's got, and one of our namesakes is the bolter. So the bolter is like a carbine style weapon, um, loaded underneath magazine, uh, thirty rounds. But they're not rounds. They're not even fifty cal bullets. They are rocket propelled grenades, in essence. Yeah. So they spool up, they fire, they spool up, they speed towards the enemy, they embed themselves, and when they hit flesh or resistance, they explode. So not only are you shooting a target and just leaving holes in them and letting them bleed out, you're physically exploding inside the target's body. So for humans to be shot with it, you just turn into a puff of dust. Uh, yeah. heavily armed space marines they they take the shot and if it, if it penetrates they start exploding from the inside there's different rounds you can get so you can get like high explosive rounds on there you can get your armor piercing rounds in there and it kind of then goes into the different types of bolters so you've got like your assault bolters which are meant to be ran with and shot with you've got your stalker bolters which are more for precision and have sights on them and then you've even got your stalker bolt rifles, which is what some of your eliminators and stuff use, um, and therefore your long range sort of shooting. And again, they have different execution rounds. They've got penetration rounds, so it'll go through like a, a six inch um, concrete wall to kill the target behind the wall. So there's rounds designed for what they're supposed to do, but each each round hits the target and explodes, and that's that's what they hold in their hands as a normal weapon. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The um, I think in canon the um, the actual caliber of a bolt gun, so not the new bolt rifles that Primaris have, but the old old style bolt guns are seventy five cal. Seventy five cal, and you will see Space Marines running around with them in one hand, shooting them like a pistol. Because all the bolt pistols are seventy five cal as well, and uh, just like you would find on like um, any first person shooter games, like people just firing a pistol 
or just firing a normal rifle. So uh, they, they will fire deadly accurately at 75 rounds with these rocket propelled grenades, uh, which is amazing. I, uh, I I have found the rules and I've got my head around them a, a bit now. Go on, and, mate. And they are, they are quite good. So the Graviton guns, they come in two different sizes. So um, there's one that's smaller, which is like what you would find on like a tactical support squad. Um, so you'd have a squad of 10 guys all with these Graviton guns. Um, now, if they're shot at a non-vehicle target, all you've got to do to wound... So you'd roll to hit as normal, but to wound, you roll 1d6... And as long as that is under their strength value, it wounds them. And it's like four damage each. It's ridiculous. It's a lot, lot stronger than what it is in 40k. And, and on the bigger stuff that you would get, uh, there's a special rule called Graviton Collapse. And basically you roll 2d6. And as long as that rolls under the, the strength value of whatever you're shooting, including the armoured or vehicle targets, like what you'd find on a um, Leviathan Siege Dreadnought, um, then it would essentially collapse whatever you're shooting at in on itself and it just turns whatever's inside into some bloody bloody goo that leaks out of all the creases turns them into like you know it's car goes to a car crusher it comes out as like a cube yeah so it, if you're a mobster and you put a couple of either live people or or dead people in, inside the people boot, might teach them a lesson yeah live people, it, it, preferably tied up inside the boot of a car and you chuck them into a car crusher that is essentially what a graviton gun does in um in, in 30k welcome to but, gta um, yorkshire yeah exactly yeah pretty much <laughs> if that messes with me again that's going in boots are you putting it into a car crusher like a tin of campbell's dad sheffield town yep. center <laughs> i've got the ultimate counter to that i uh, just to just to be clear like you think you're good with your, with your 30k so what if what if i had a model that was strength two toughness three um, <laughs> approximately a, some centimeters tall. It's a very small model. Craig, do you think you'd be able to kill the grot? Yeah, the grots, which are the little the guys that get sucked into the gun I mentioned earlier and pinged off. They can be used as a model, and they have no power, really, strength, toughness. So they'd be pretty good against your little graviton boys. You have yeah. no power here. <laughs> And yeah, I have they... one who's got a little cloak that I stuck on him called Craig, who has uh, led 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 some amazing uh, feats. Oh, he uh, has. I, I remember fighting Craig, luck. and uh, he's a little bitch. But what's uh... <laughs> <laughs> up, Craig? He's a little bitch. Where is yeah. he? He's behind a wall, so you can't shoot him. <laughs> Literally. I feel like it would be tactically inadvisable to shoot a graviton gun, but I want to do it just to see what would happen. That's one of our first videos. How many grots can you kill with a graviton gun? <laughs> Probably not many. Yeah, because you need got... to roll so so many ones. Because if you roll a six, it automatically fails. But if you roll a one, it automatically succeeds. We've got thirty six shots, boys. Oh, and we've we've done zero. The grots have <laughs> yeah. killed the entire Space Marine squad. <laughs> well, oh, a God. grot a grot blaster is classed as a pistol, uh, and it's strength three. Uh, damage one, zero AP, uh, and it's got one shot. So I think I think this is the oh. other thing to mention is like there is still a bit more futuristic, but there is just still normal weapons in 40k. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like they call them they call them like the um, auto guns. Like mm -hmm. an auto gun is basically like an assault rifle, like an AK-47. 
um, yeah. that that they that the the criminals and stuff use, and the, the 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 crappy people in the world don't have access to bolters. So they have they have the auto guns and auto bolt pistols, auto pistols, not auto bolt pistols, which are very similar. It's just more advanced style of pistol. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's still that, and there's still shotguns. There's still that. Yeah. Or the most famous weapon of all, there is the shovel. If you're oh, yeah. a Kriegsman member, Death Deathcore Krieg, big up, uh, big up their fan base. So they will charge everything and anything with wanting to die with a shovel, just happy, like you would see in the trenches of World War One. Happy gas mask noises while they're doing it. Oh, yeah, uh, the guy in Home Alone who like saves Kevin at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's him with a gas mask. That that is the Deathcore of Krieg. Yeah, and not as much uh, child paedophilia. Um... I don't think he's a paedophile. I didn't film. say that, though. No. It, it just I think it was one. a more innocent time where you could be an, a, a man with a beard and hang about <laughs> in a church alone with a shovel. Isn't that, and it was fine. Isn't that why you're not allowed in uh, schools anymore? I'm not allowed to have a shovel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've lost the piece while I've been building. What a sausage. Oh, that's not, I, I, that's not mine, officer. What, what, it looks like you're digging a hole in your garden. There's a big hole next to it in your garden. I've never seen that. Never seen that shovel before in my life. Someone's coming around here digging holes in my garden. Yeah, catch them, officer. When you get them, throw away the key. That's what I say. Guess, oh, by the way, D6 game. You roll a six, right, to get an armor save. So we were talking about that earlier. Grots have a seven up save. <laughs> so there's nothing. You can, if they get hit by anything, a stiff breeze, um, a shovel, whatever, they just die. They should have like a minus to like walking penalty. So, oh, you've, you've walked three steps. You have to roll the dice now to see if they survive because it's a seven to save. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, sorry, he's dead again. <laughs> I, um, I feel like we should like cover. They get two to their armor save. So if you can get them behind a wall or something, they'll, they'll have a five. A five up. I have a fighting you've chance. Got to literally, yeah. You've got to literally get them to that point to even, even a pistol will still kill them though. Rip. I feel like potentially we should cover a data sheet for uh, those those joining us who haven't ever played a game and want to get get into playing, um, just so they know what they're looking at and what they're looking for. Um, I know I covered it briefly early with with my hammerhead rant. But um, I feel like we should explain it in a little bit more depth for uh, for those noobs among us who uh, we want to get into the hobby because we want among to be inclusive. Among us, mate. If it makes among if it makes you happy to go over a data site, let's go over a data site. I think it's a fantastic idea. It's a capital yeah. idea. Do it, mate. Do you want me to do it, Tom? I've got yeah. a screen up. Do it, do it for the vine, think- mate. I think I've I've bored enough people with uh, my rant about data sheets already, so I think Gibbs should have a go. So, if you're listening to this, Google 40k uh, data sheet grot, <laughs> uh, and then you will be looking at what I'm looking at, and you'll see Gretchen, uh, which is the name of the unit. You will then see to the right of it a bunch of stuff. Now the M is movement and movement means how far can you move and it's in inches so this one like my duck is five <laughs> inches so you can go that is true in that direction mm. in, in that direction <laughs> uh but if you go up 
you also have to measure up. So if you want to walk up a wall that's three inches, you can only move two inches after you climb the wall. Yeah. Easy, easy peasy. Weapon skill, ballistic skill. Weapon is your sword, your axe. Ballistic is blah, 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 ballista. Like, so that's your actual gun. Blah, blah, blah. People get that like, confused because a gun is a weapon, but you have different things. Some guys are sick at fighting and combat. Some guys uh, have terrible aim. Grotz are bad at both. And, and but, Eldar are great at both. So it's, sometimes it's just how it both yeah, works, yeah. right? Well, it's, it's what happens when you pick the, the meta, mate. But uh, so the weapons <laughs> uh, for a grot five up. Oh, it hurts. So it means if you run, <laughs> if you, so I need to hit a five up on a dice, which is 30%, give or take, um, to happen. If I'm shooting, though, it's a four up, so 50% chance. So you're better off shooting things with a grot than but, trying to stab them to death. It's the lower, the lower your number is on there, the better. For your shooting mm. and for weapon skill, right? So you want a lower number because you've got more chance of getting... If it's 2+, plus, you're going to get a 2, 3, 4, 5, or 6. And not get a 1. If it's a 6, you're going to miss on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and only hit on the 6. So the lower the number is, the better, right? Yeah, and people have ways to make your number worse. So if you're on a 5 up and someone makes that worse, that's bad. If it's a 2 up and someone makes it worse... Still decent. Probably still going to be okay. Yeah, yeah so... It, things to bear in mind then it's strength and toughness so when you're fighting um in close combat or if you're shooting a gun it will have strength and then you put your strength against their toughness and if they're the same 50 percent uh if it's a four up 50 percent if the strength is higher it's a three up if the toughness is higher it's a five up which is worse um, and if it's double, which does happen sometimes, it goes down even further. To, so you need a six to wound something that's twice as tough as you are, as an example. Or two so if it's contrary-wise and does the opposite way and it's twice as strong yeah, as yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, just, it's just, is it more or less double? And yeah. then you roll accordingly. Um, things do damage, and, that, and you have wounds, which is like your health or HP. If you run out of wounds, you die. To put it bluntly, I'm not going to go super in depth. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's hijinks you can do there, but I can't be bothered. You run out and, of wounds, uh, you die. You, if it bleeds, if it bleeds, still alive. But get... if it runs out of wounds, <laughs> imagine having that fight with somebody and you punch him, and then you go, "How many wounds have you got, mate? I've got two. Maybe. Oh, I'm fucked, mate. I've only got one." Wait for you to retaliate. Yeah. <laughs> My toughness is six, though, because I'm fucking... Oh, no, it's not. Fucking solid me, mate. Attacks are in combat. You have... A grot has one attack. Some have lots more than that. Yeah. Um, and when it's shooting someone, there's a little number after the gun's type. So this is a pistol one. Fires one shot. Again, terrible. Um, and guns have their own strength and damage and all that stuff as well. They've got different uh, profiles last... for the weapons as well, haven't they? So we'll go into that probably in yes. another episode. In fact, do you know what we'll do? We'll actually make a video on that, I think. Because I think, so. yes. There might, there might be some people in the uh, team who could deal with a refresher on um, weapon profiles. On the rules. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Well, it would be helpful. Um, That's what those... I mean, yeah. G- genuinely, not taking the piss. Like, I think it'd be... It'd be good just in general. I know everyone thinks we're taking the piss because that's what we always do. But I do think, because like, my, so 
to, to touch on it briefly, my Votan, which I'm building currently and which I'm working towards, have the Hunter weapon, which means they can always move and shoot and they don't suffer any penalties and it always shoots the amount of the Hunter weapon. Hunter 5, they take 5 shots whether they move, stand still or run. Makes no difference, they just take 5 shots. Yeah, which is something that differs compared to other weapons profile. I, I know we are going to do a, yeah. a video on it, but say if it's rapid fire, you can't advance and then shoot them so you can't move and then move a little bit more if you roll the d6 and then you can't shoot them then no. but if it's in assault profile you can yeah um and if it's heavy you can't even move and shoot a lot of the time or if you do it's it's minus one to your yeah ballistic skill um so the hunter weapons they are quite powerful and i didn't realize that that's what the hunter profile did so I, th I think we should cover the shooting phase and all the different weapon profiles and stuff in a video where I do. We, 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 we have different units shooting at different stuff. I think that's what we need to do. Yeah, we need to do... So me and me and Liney were talking about this this morning in the gym and we were saying, like, we probably need to do a video where we go through how to play and we'll do a 500-point game, but we'll probably do a series of videos where it's like, this is how deployment phase looks. This is how yeah. your movement phase looks. This is how psychic was. This is how shooting was. But go into enough depth where for, for a brand new player we can go, cool, this is movement. This is how you advance. This is where you should advance. This is what you shouldn't advance with because of weapon profiles. And this is just <laughs> basics of tactics to learn because... I think sometimes as well, it's quite overwhelming. Unless you're very tactically minded, sometimes it can be quite overwhelming. And, and I think it's easy for us who's played it a while to go, cool, I know this is a heavy weapon profile, so if I move it, I'm going to be minus to hit because I've moved a heavy... I'm lumbering a massive fucking saw. Do you know what I mean? Uh, 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 MG42. You, you, you walk with a massive weapon. It takes a second to, to, to cock it again. If you imagine Call of Duty... Aiming down sights when you've moved with a heavy weapon takes longer than it will do with a pistol. And it's the same in 40k. Yeah. So if you're trying to move forward with a heavy weapon, it's going to be harder to hit because you're kind of almost shooting from the hip. You're not having the time to aim. Where you've got assault weapons, which are designed like an MP5 to be held at your hip and run and fired with while you're running. And then you've got your rapid fire weapons, which is stuff like almost like a burst weapon, like a, an M16, where you're designed to be at a good range of people, where you can take pot shots off of it at a distance, but if they're closer, you just take a few bursts. That's the easiest way to remember it. And it's mm. it's getting into... The only thing that I don't agree with, I do think you should be able to run and shoot with pistols because you would run and shoot yeah. with pistols. Eldar can because they are acrobatic and it's part of their like lore and profile, but I think everyone should be able to run and shoot with pistols. But shooting pistols in combat, I think, is incredibly accurate because if they're oh, fighting... Yeah. I've got some Venatari, uh, which are like custodians with wings that will be coming, and they've got pistols. Yeah. So they can shoot in combat, um, and they do like salt good damage for pistols. Most pistols are a bit rubbish, but those pistols are really good. So, like, yeah, if you even survive fighting with them, they'll just shoot you in the head uh, in combat. So that, that it's quite useful. Um, I've got two more things to cover on this data sheet, and then I think we'll leave it because we'll do videos on it. Um, but you'll see leadership and save. We talked about save. It's the number you need to roll to not take a wound. Uh, on a grot, it's seven up, and it's a six-sided dice, so it is pointless here, but this is one <laughs> of the few examples where it's this bad. Um, so usually it'd be three, five, something like that. I think the average uh, saves about uh, four to five, isn't it? It's like fifty-fifty. Yeah, chance. yeah. 
and the armor penetration of a gun will make that worse. So, again, not necessary here, but sometimes that will be the the yeah. difference between living or dying. Yeah, and then the final thing is is leadership, and this confused me forever. But a Grotz leadership is four, and you might think oh, that's pretty good. That means if, at, at the end, if I took casualties, if I roll four or less, I've passed leadership. Hooray! Except Grotz come in units of ten to thirty, <laughs> and for each guy that dies, that leadership number gets worse. So all I have to do is lose four Grotz, and I will fail. Fail, <laughs> fail leadership, and they die very quickly. So unfortunately, at that point, one runs away, and for everyone that's left, you roll a dice, and if a certain number appears, they just run away. So sometimes I've had squads of orc boys just run away um, mid mid fight, which is depressing, depressing to say the least. I tell you what would be good to go over, Luke. If we've gone through the data sheet, why don't we go over each individual point? Each of us choose something from our army to represent what that means, because it might when we discuss the law just very very briefly to go like movement, for instance, something that's a low movement, something that's a high movement, and why it's high to kind of give a little bit of law background to why this is good or say we're shooting and stuff like that it won't take us take us a long time to just kind of contextualize why these stats are there do you, do you get what i mean yeah 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 what do you want me to pick do you want me to pick like a troop or something yeah just any anything mate anything if you go through it just like all of us there's only three of us so it won't take us very long but if you give an example for the listeners just to say like if you play eldar or if you play sisters of battle this is what this would mean and this is why this is better than a grot for example Say what I will go orc boy and keep it. Orc I was going to pick stomper, but I'm going to keep stomper. it stomper comparable. Fucking hell, stomper, mate. Yeah, well, it depends what room bracket it's on because if it's been bracketed, it's slower. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 forget that. Ain't no. nobody got time for that. Where, where is orc boys? Oh, there we go. Got it. I think if we, okay. we so we let's use it as movement, for example. So, Tom, you focus on Tau, you're a Tau guy. Yeah. I'll focus on Eldari. Luke, you've obviously got orcs. So, Movement. Luke, what's your orc boy movement? Five inch movement. Tom? For something like a, a um what Pathfinder? Uh so a Pathfinder we're looking at six, I think. Just cool. let me find it. Oh here we go. Uh, <laughs> Tom's shooting face. Yeah. Go for yeah. Harpedia. Uh, Pathfinder seven inches. So, so seven inches it's slightly slightly more than a fire warrior. So I will point I think... out as well, orcs have a one-off where if the boss of the orcs shouts warg, which is like our special ability, Whoa. we can advance and charge for a turn. So we can technically move five inches, then plus six, plus a d6's worth six, of extra yeah. movement, and then another two d6 to charge. So once a game, we can go absolutely mental and fly across the board. But yeah. other than that, five inches so I, i'll i'll use the howling banshee as an example because i think it'd be good to see the difference between the few uh howling banshee would have an eight inch movement because they're agile and they're fast that's what they're supposed to do um but they also have the ability where they can um because they're graceful they can run across terrain and advance across terrain and then also charge because they just keep getting the speed up to the point where they're ready to jump into battle so yeah that's to some people, like the Votan, four to five inches movement. Heavy armor terminators, five inches movement. Bikers, twelve inches movement. Jetpacks, twelve inches because it's just showing off the 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 spid. Cargo fast shit pant. 
Yeah. Shit pant, I got so fast. Shit Black pant. hole, I shit pant. <laughs> I, oh, I, I know with my Pathfinders, it's a seven inch move, whereas basic base, like you, most things you would find have a six inch move. So I think Space Marines, they have six inch. Um, boys, did you say they have six inch? Um, yeah, five, but more or less. So, so oh, law yeah, wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Law wise, why do pathfinders have more than your fire warriors? Just, just so, so people understand why they have more. If you imagine your pathfinders as being scouts, yeah, very light, go. very lightly armored, that they're wearing jeans essentially, or they're wearing just combat fatigues, space they've jeans, got very little armor. They're they're not very heavy, and their role is to run through all the forest and paint stuff with little laser lights. So all the big stuff that can't move as fast, like a broadside, which can only move five, um, can then level it with all the big, heavy, nasty weapons. Yeah, no, that, that that's a really good description of why movement's different. What's the next one, Luke? So next stat would be, uh, I tell you what, we'll combine together a weapons uh, skill and a skill. amount of it. An amount of attacks. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, weapon skill and amount of yeah. attacks. That's a great idea. So what's your boy got? So the orc boys have got a free up weapon skill, so three, four, five, or six to hit, and they've got two attacks each. The boss knob, which I'll come to later, has three attacks, um, and they all have, in this example, they all have choppers, and choppers give them an extra attack. So if you had a squad of... 10 boys one of them a boss knob you'd get oh, 30 odd attacks i can't be bothered to do the math 30 odd attacks and about 60 percent of them are going to hit that's decent it's a, it's a lot it's a lot coming in so howling banshees this is why i chose them howling banshees are melee fighters so they're designed to be up close in personal ripping people's faces and tearing out throats so the howling banshees are standard they've only got a strength of three because they are just just elves, right? They're just people. Um, so the, the strength is low, but the weapon skill is three because they're actually really good with the swords. So you've got three, four, five, or six. You've got a much better percent chance of hitting. But they all have a three to four attacks each because they're quick with the blades. They're used to diving in, bubble bum, chopping some throats out, getting out. So How many of them are in a squad as well? Five, five are standard, including the Exarch, and then going up to ten as maximum. Uh, the Exarch, for example, the way I run the Exarch, she has four attacks, um, but her Exarch ability gives her five attacks, and then she has the Mirror Swords. So she has two swords instead of a pistol, and she gets ten attacks. So just by that one model herself, she and she actually goes up to two-up weapon skill because of her Exarch power. So hitting on twos... And having ten attacks just by one model, she's she's furious. Mm. No, I, I just I say it's a good point because I can bring a squad of thirty boys if I want, Jesus. including the boss. Um, so if you say three attacks for for twenty nine boys, which <laughs> is eighty seven attacks plus four coming in from a boss knob, you could be rolling ninety one dice just off one squad of boys. Yeah, so that, the size yeah. of the squad makes a big difference. <laughs> Ma massively. Uh, you've got to think about it realistically on tabletop. If you've got a massive group of 10 people against 30 orcs, all 30 orcs are going to fight you. But if you've got 30 orcs against one person, you might get 10 in. So a lot of it is down to position. It's like it's like imagine Game of Thrones where Jon Snow is in that massive fight and everyone's around him. No one can hit him because they're all just suffocating him. He's just in the middle like dying, isn't he? And, and yeah, it's harder then to hide a squad of 30 boys behind the wall. <laughs> yeah. That it is, you know, 10. Yeah, because, again, going to weapon profiles, we'll go through it more 
when we do a proper video, but blast weapons love big squads of people because they get more shots automatically because they can't really miss because they're blasting, they're, they're exploding. So go back to that, um, we're using a D cannon, and they get they get D3 shots, so one, two, or three shots. If they've got a group of 10 boys, they get automatically three shots because there's no chance it can really miss. So, and and we're both melees. What is what is the melee profile of the Tau? Uh, Lol! Promise. <laughs> uh, right, oh, so... After, after, yeah, if you imagine a Tau fire warrior, um, so just a basic Tau guy... Noodle arms. Yeah, if you imagine that skit where Monty Burns tries to throw an apple at Homer Simpson on The Simpsons, uh, and he throws it, and it lands about an inch in front of him. Yeah. Um, that is the, the, an average Fire Warrior strength. Baby arms. So, yeah, yeah, the, the baby arms, they've never been to a gym. They are very <laughs> lacking in uh, physical prowess, which is why they've got super sophisticated guns, and their guns will probably outshoot everything. So, Tom, let's go straight into that then. Because let's talk about the guns. Stop because trying to cover the cover your tracks. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's the, no, 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 no. What's the melee profile of the Tau, Tom? Right. So your average fire warrior. Um. So your normal scrub. Um. His weapon skill is five up, so it will only hit on a five or a six. Pathetic. Um, his strength is three. Oh. He's not very tough because his toughness is three. He has one wound. Uh, and he has one attack, unless he's the sergeant of the squad, so the, the Shazui, uh, in which case he has two. Even the names of the sergeant sounds weird, mate, I'm not going to lie. Shazui. Shazui. You are now locked in combat with the Shazui. Listen to me, I am the Shazui. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot escape me, man. I am the Shazui. 30 orc boys, child's play. I am this Jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, so let's talk about your strengths this time, Tom, because your your yeah, tower, yeah, yeah. tower yeah. like to shoot. What's your ballistic skill and what's your weapon profile? Like, ch choose a good weapon profile for your pathfinders and tell us how that works, mate. Right. So, going back to the pathfinders, which I know everybody loves, um, their ballistic skill is surprisingly isn't amazing. Oh yeah, I forgot the shit out there. <laughs> yeah. The um now the the ballistic skill is is on standard of four up. So they will hit on a four, a five, or a six. However, just after the movement phase, they can fire this little laser pen. Um, which essentially adds one to their to the ballistic skill of anything that shoots yeah. at that unit that they've laser pointed. Just like the damn Chinese. <laughs> They're all <So, laughs> <laughs> They're awful though, these marker lights. Yeah. No, no one likes no, I hate I hate the marker lights. So, it's such a stupid thing. Do, I'll, I'll just cover it very briefly. I, I know we'll do it in the shooting phase, but I'll, I'll cover it briefly. If, um, say, a squad of 10 Pathfinders shoots 10 marker lights at a, a, a really important unit that uh, my opponent might die. have that, that I really want dead. Now, each one of the so it will gain ten mark lights open. Say that they all hit because and they all hit on a three up. So a three, a four, a five, or a six. Uh, now if I if I get all ten on there, there's ten little laser dots lighting up this guy. So if you imagine ten snipers with with laser guns, uh, not laser guns with uh, laser sights on them, uh, just like you, what you see on the movies. Um, and then all of a sudden, all the tank barrels start swinging towards this um, the, these little laser pointers. Um, 
Now, each unit, so it's not even each model, each unit that fires at that model with the Markalite token. That looks sick, by the way. Scott's just showing us a, uh, a Votan uh, bike oh, uh, on, on the cam for, uh, for anyone that can't oh, see yeah, it. For each unit that fires at this guy with loads of marker lights on him, we'll use one marker light token. So yeah. if he's got 10, I can shoot at 10 different Tau units with plus one to my ballistic skill. Now, it does get quite complicated if they're in cover because they get they get an extra set to the save and stuff and, and minus to hit. But and This is why we I, all go and get dinner when Tom does his shooting phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, now, say I have a. Hang on, I'm I'm just looking for. There we go. <laughs> with a three-up ballistic skill. Ten hours um, later. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair, as as town, most things have got a four-up ballistic skill. So, say I've got ten mark lights on. I don't know Luke's boss knob. So it is warlord. Careful. Yeah. Um. His warlord has ten mark lights on it, and I want to shoot um, my unit of crisis bodyguards, my stealth suits, my ghost kill, uh, my pathfinders, my piranhas, my broadsides, um, and two or three hammerheads. At it, I will be hitting on him um, on a three. So that is an awful lot of firepower coming through that I have more than fifty percent chance of hitting. Which is why tower so deadly in ranged fire, and why these guys hate me at range, and, and why I think now it's not too bad, but why you used to find a lot of tower players castling uh, or or gathering all their forces in their deployment zone and then never moving, because they will just sit right at the back of the board and then just shoot everything in one big wave of awful, awful firepower. Yeah, they uh, get re-rolls as well, because you imagine like in the commander ability, saying, like shouting at the guys going, that was a shit shot, do it again. Yeah. And they, they do it again, right? That's what the commander abilities are. Yeah, and, yeah, and they're, not, they're a lot better than that now, I think. They're more fun to play against yeah. now, like just flying around and stuff. They needed to focus more on those anyway, rather than just sit and shooting, because that's a boring play style. Yeah. In, yeah. in the lore... Obviously, everything goes back to the law with me. But uh, in, in the law, the tower is supposed to be a very mobile, very agile force um, that fly around the board and, and they attack in several different places all at once, um, which is how I try to like to play them. I don't like castling up and just shooting in a big gun line because it, it's a bit boring after a bit. T tower like so, the, the modern army, but in a few years' time, right? Like dropping yeah. in quick, strikes, quick strike assault, drones, marking targets in the dark, Unloading everything—that's that's what they do, right? They're not designed to stay for a good time and have a fight. No, yeah, they're not—they're not like the, the knights of old, where they're just going to charge in, like autistically screaming at people. They, they're going to sit back and, and shoot at people, aren't they? Instead, yes, the the whole well in, in the law that their whole ethos is around striking quick, striking hard, as one of them, which is like Montka, and then there's the way of the patient hunter, which is called Kawion. So that they are patient hunters, they're ambush predators. They 
I know I'm. I know I'm. Carry on. <laughs> no, yeah. Carry on. Also, fast and hard. That's my. Um, that's my OnlyFans profile. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Just, if, uh, I play, if I ever play Tao, I'll play Carry on because it's like I know you've never watched it probably, but in in Dragon Ball Super, like Goku likes charging up his Kamehameha while he uses Ultra Instinct to dodge. So he's like dodging loads of attacks, charging up his Kamehameha, and that's what Carry on is because you get explodies. <laughs> Is it? Am I right, Tom? Exploding sixes turn three. Exploding fives turn four. Exploding fours turn five. Disgusting. I think so. I'm literally just. Looking I for think that rule now basically that means if you roll that when you hit, you get double attack. Disgusting. At the um, end of the game, please, please remove. Right, where's all my Kami Kami rules gone? Right, so yeah, so in battle rounds three to five. Um, it can shoot when when it falls back. So if something does get into combat with, say, a crisis unit, they can fall back. With, and normally, in the rule of if you fall back, you can't shoot. They can shoot, um, but it's just a minus one to the to the attack hit roll. So say I've got a, a unit of crisis, uh, not crisis, pathfinders somewhere else, and they've just shot these ten marklines of this unit that's just charged um, my crisis team. My crisis team falls back. They've got a minus one shoot. The marker lights will cancel that out with all the extra extra accuracy bonus. Um, and then they can shoot at their normal four up. So they've got 50% chance of hitting, even though they've just been fighting with something. Um, and this, ladies and, then, and gentlemen, is why Tom takes so long doing a shooting face. Yeah. <laughs> only, I'd, only asked you how good you'd shoot him, I bet And I know, but then I, I just ignore the charge in the uh, in the fight phase, which yeah, yeah. I know you, you I, I know you two both love. Because we do. Obviously, Luke being an old player and you being a uh, a dirty Eldar player, and your sisters being so dirty in combat as well. Mate, I, I a don't, good, I'm a good juxtaposition. A good a good juxtaposition. Now, my shooting phase, ballistic skill, hitting on a five as standard. Um, various weapons that will get worse if I move. Uh, so it starts on a five and gets worse. There's the slugger. So if I've got a chopper, which is the sword, I can only take a slugger, which is a pistol. It's like the grot gun, but bigger. Then there is the option to take guns instead, if you're absolutely crazy. You can take a shooter, which is just a pistol <laughs> with more shots. Like an auto take... pistol, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but like a rifle, I guess. Yeah. Then big. Then there's a big shooter, which is <laughs> a shooter, but bigger. MG42. Yeah, stronger. But yeah, LMG type thing. LMG. More yeah. shots, extra strength, more range. If you then want to get your boss knob something fancy, you can give him a rocket launcher, which hits on a six if you move and you're going to be moving your orcs. Um, so. It's great if it hits, but it probably won't. You can give him a... I think that's basically... Oh, and a combi scorcher, which lets you run and then shoot and automatically hit. Pretty good choice with orcs, because they can't hit for toffee. You see... And that's basically it. So going into the the Howling Banshees, they are experts at pretty much all combat. So they are actually hitting on threes still. Same as a weapon skill. The difference is very similar to Luke's. Because they all run around with power swords, they all have pistols. They don't have the option to upgrade to 
like auto weapons or shuriken catapults or anything because that's not what they do um but what they do have so the exarch has the option where she can take a power sword and something called the triskelet the idea of this is it's an assault free weapon so you get three shots with it and it's like a boomerang but like a deadly boomerang and she throws that spins around chops a few people's heads off she catches it again carries on running throws it again and that's the idea behind it i don't use it because i think howling banshees for me personally they are a malay character so i Focus mm. them on just melee combat. So yes, while Eldar, this is really this is what I, I, I was keen to do. This while their melee is good, their shooting is also good. But if you run Howling Banshees, you focus more on combat. If you run your Rangers, you focus more on shooting. It depends on what they want to do. They're experts at everything, but you you specialize where they need to be. Space Marines again, experts at everything, hitting on threes yeah. with weapon or with their fists. And it's a different profiles of what they are. Assault incessors versus incessors. Assault being better in combat, incessors being better at shooting. So I do like the idea that Tau are very extreme. Orcs are very extreme. And then a lot of the other races are actually good at good at everything, but they specialise more on one thing. Yeah. And then tough let's go on strength and toughness, I suppose. Cover off one as one thing, can't we, Luke? Because this will kind of explain what an orc is. And why they are yeah. the stats of what they are. So there's there's ways to improve this, but your standard orc boy is strength four, toughness five, and a boss knob is strength five, toughness five. So a boss knob, as you'd imagine, bit bigger, bit harder, bit tougher. Um, if you are a certain orc clan, you can get extra strength when you charge into things as well, um, which can give you a little boost for a turn you can combine that with the warg which gives you plus one strength as well um so you can have boys running in at strength six which is crazy when you consider yeah, it could be 30 of them it is very against, scary it is against it's everything scary. that's not a space marine it's very scary yeah you could probably maul your way through a tank with enough mm. orc boys Oh, easy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to see a, um, a Titan charged by 30 Orc boys and see what wins. And you can give the boss knob a power claw, which hits on minus one, but does a lot more. It makes the strength 10 instead of five. If you buff him up to strength seven, like I said, on the charge, that becomes strength 14 because uh, it makes you twice as strong. So the power claws are always. Uh, naughty. Yeah, and I think this is this is one of the good, good parts of what we're discussing now because that explains what an orc is, right? Because orcs are are the brutes, they're big, they're mm. green, they're angry, they've got really tough flesh. So while they've got a, again, we're going to save in a minute, but while they've got terrible armor saves because they don't really like, they just wear scrap and shit, don't they? Their actual toughness of their hide, of their physique, of how much damage they can take before they take a mortal wound is actually quite high at five. Five's higher than average, right? Because what's yours, Tom? What's your strength and toughness of your purely, purely human fire, well, Tau Fire Warriors? Um, so my Fire Warriors and Pathfinders, they are very, very squishy. They are essentially Monty Burns every time he tries to get into a fight. Um, they're strength three, toughness three. So they, they don't have the big armor of the big crazy suits. They don't have... Um, super special augmented arms or they don't have 
um, superhuman muscles like the Space Marines. They are your very basic and very squishy. The only thing that they could probably be in a fist fight is maybe a a grot versus a half a squad of Pathfinders. And, <laughs> and that's about it. And grot. So, matching you, the Eldari, are strength free, toughness free because they are basic. They are not nothing special. They are puny gits. Where you take, for example, a Space Marine, which is Imperial Guard, uh, a normal foot soldier, strength three, toughness three. You take a Space Marine, an advanced human, strength four, toughness four. You take a uh, an Orc, strength four, so you can match the Space Marine and arm wrestle, but his toughness is five because he's a bit, he's got a thicker skin than what a Space Marine has got. It's harder to kill than what a Space Marine has got, which is a really, really good way to kind of show off who they are and what they do. What's the next stat, Luke? Yeah. We've been through a decent amount of them. I would say it's probably... Saving throw. I would go, yeah, saving throw. I wouldn't bother with leadership. We'll skip that for now. So I would say, yeah, end on saving throw. Yeah, what's your saving throw uh, of your, your mighty orc boys? Your saving throw of your mighty orc, orc boys, boys in the jeans and t-shirts? Uh, so, they, yeah, they, they have no armor. Um <laughs> They're just tough. So if you can get past the toughness, their saves are a six up. If if the AP is anything above zero, they just die. But if the boss is called the Wog, uh, they will have a five up invulnerable for a turn and then a six up invulnerable for the turn after that. So you can be clever and and give yourself some, some uh, durability. And the idea is that's like rage, rage mode, they, right? Yeah, the boss is screaming, uh, which which makes everyone else get roid rage. Yeah, and they yeah. just they get shot and they don't even care. Yeah, they mm. just carry Berser- berserker mode basically. What about yours, Tom? What's your highly advanced cattle people's save? So my basic squishy guys. So say a pathfinder, it would be five up. Um, because they are in dungarees, essentially. Um, <laughs> they're in dungarees. They've, they've got an earpiece on and they've got a big gun. And that's about it. However, if I look at, say, a crisis commander um, in Tom's a... gone rogue, Luke. He's gone rogue. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I've, I've gone rogue. If I look at a crisis commander in, say, an enforcer battlesuit, that save is two up because that's... A, the, the battle suit gives it extra armor, and the enforcer battle suit has extra armor on top of that. So it's a bit like a um, super advanced armor that's got a really squishy guy inside, but because he's so str- uh, he's in this big mechanical um, Titanfall suit, it gives him a really good armor save. That's cool, that mate. Um, so the Eldar, as a, as a as a rule of thumb, have a three up save. Um, for their aspects armor because their armor's ancient um it's like a bodysuit that they put on and it's all floppy and they press a button it just contorts to their skin um and then has like molecular growths on where their most organic parts are where the weakest parts are um again you go to something like a space marine it's going to be three up save for an armor and again a normal guardsman frontline world war two trooper world war two style trooper would be a five up save um again these can be improved the difference here is the Eldar do have on their aspect armor five up invulnerable save. So the runes and the warden and stuff of this mastercrafted armor over the ages has a save where if their armor itself can't penetrate, it can't stop a, a weapon. This force field could be generated that stops that killing blow. So yeah, it's it's 
it's cool to look at the different armors, especially when you go into things like tanks, because a tank might have a three-up armor, but then a little Eldar girl with long red hair has got a three-up armor. So it's mm. not always, it doesn't always make the sense. But as Luke just mentioned a minute ago, it's a toughness then that would count because you've got the toughness of this massive tank, a toughness seven, a toughness eight versus toughness three of a person. Yeah. And that's where the differences start. And that's when you, as a player, especially when you start playing anything slightly competitive, you are you almost, I almost, so when I play, I don't know if you guys play like this, but I always play like Pokemon battles. So I, I think I always look at, my retributor squad for my sisters i think oh this is a lightning type so i need to go against a water type and i see a tank and i go as a water type i'm highly effective against that there's no point yeah. in using that heavy squad against a rock type a, a normal foot soldier unit because it's not going to be very effective and i always look at not min maxing because i'm not building lists in that way but the way my brain works is to go if i waste this strength eight shot against a toughness three it's fucking pointless i might as well use a strength four against toughness free because I'm only missing one dice roll but I'm probably going to get more shots and do I yeah. really need to do 18 damage to something with one wound or do I just yeah. fire yeah. small arms at that thing with one wound and then save that 18 damage shot for that fucking massive tank and focus yeah. down that and that's where you've got to that's how you play there's that and then there's the chess mentality of yes I'm positioning. not going to take well the, the, yeah and also I'm not going to take uh, this pawn with my queen <laughs> if there's a pawn waiting to, you know, jack me yeah. right behind it. You've so got sometimes to... you've got to go, all right, how many points is this worth? So my leader that's 200 points needs to kill about 200 points of his his army yep. or her. You trade up, right? Uh, and then and then you're at least breaking even. Whereas if I get pinged by a railgun turn one, I've, I'm, at a, I'm at a loss. Yeah, that, you... that model that died did nothing. You have to trade up. Um, so I, I did that as an example when we were at Warhammer World against Mike. So my Repentia went into his Terminators. I know his Terminators were worth about 220 points. My Repentia were 55 points, went in. Now I know for a fact they will fuck stuff up, but it's like turning on a blender inside an house. It'll do a lot of damage and it'll just die. And that's exactly yeah. what the Repentia yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. They ran in, destroyed everything that was there, and then just went, for the Emperor, and just died. <laughs> um, but for 55 points trading up for 220 points that's a that's a swing and that's where you've got yeah. to look you've got to look is this worth this 100 point model is this worth taking down that 200 point model because the other opponent is looking going I don't want that 100 point model to kill my 200 point model what's the f <laughs> do you know what I mean it's yeah yeah it's just about being smart and I think if you start understanding the data slates more understand what things do and try and attribute it back to law the, the mm. data slates start making sense Orcs yes. are going to be tougher to kill, but they're going to be shit at shooting, and they're going to be strong in combat. Your Tau are going to be not very strong in combat, not very tough to kill, but they've got other means to move them around and crisis suits really and stuff like guns. exo armor and exo and yeah, and better yeah. guns. So it's all down to what army style you want to play. You can play anything as anything really, but a lot of it comes down to how what your play style is like. If you want a shooty army. Or you want a Malay army, or you want something that just literally stands there and tanks shots. Mm. There's an army for everything. Yeah, I would say as well. I think we've we've covered a pretty good. Yeah. What what, what was this tactical uh, beginner's guide? Beginners. High level tactical analysis brought to you by uh, the Bruce Bolters team. And if you, you want more, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know we know enough about enough, mate. Uh, if oh Tom's disappeared, if you would like to subscribe to, <laughs> oh, he's back. back again. 
to Brews and Bolters. <laughs> Subscribe to us on Instagram, Brews and Bolters. On Facebook, Brews and Bolters. There will be a YouTube channel called this, Brews and Bolters. This weekend, if I can get this video edited. There is another one that we've done, mate. Mm. We've done a first, and, uh, first ever video on TikTok. On TikTokie. Mm. Oh, TikTok. Taking a foray then, into there, painting stuff and memes and shit. It'll be going on there. All to do with Warhammer. This is on Spotify. You'll see it through the Instagram if you go there. It's the easiest way. Um, and yeah, stay tuned because we're going to be doing battle reports. How many grots that take to kill X? Um, law by the fire with Thomas the pain engine. <laughs> I think. Yeah, Painting I think with Scottish. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of the got it all. Got it all. A lot of the content will move when we start doing videos. A lot of the content that we talk about on the podcast can be done in video format. So a mm-hmm. lot of the the podcast will turn to more lifestyle stuff and what we've been up to and yeah. and, and when it comes to things like this data science stuff, we could just do a video on it. So um yeah, it's interesting to see we're doing well with viewers, we're doing well with followers, the podcast is growing, which is great. So yeah, just keep as Luke says, just keep on keeping on. And on that bombshell, I think we'll call it there. But I love you all. Continue to listen. Uh, you can send us money if you want. I'll give you my details. DM, DM me on Instagram. It's uh, fiveinchweener at hotmail.com. Fiveinch duck. <laughs> at AOL, at blueyonder.co.uk. <laughs> at AOL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you all. Take care. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Ta-ra.